Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today, within the Librocube, is Thur Video Games Day. Once again, that is Thur Video Games Day, in which, of course, I discuss pineapples and their many uses. What? No! We discuss video games. Don't be silly. Be a little silly, perhaps, but not that silly. Something I like to say at the top of every show is that there will be spoilers. Although in a video game, if I spoil some things, it probably will not take away from your enjoyment of said video game. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know what you think. Audience participation. Something else I like to say, or rather have to say in an effort to grow this podcast even more than it already has. Oh, on that note, we have surpassed. Uh, I don't know how far surpassed, but we have surpassed our 10,000th listen. So thank you to the 10,000th listener. You've won um, the podcast for free. Congratulations. Uh, what I was going to say before I so rudely interrupted myself is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No! Silliness and ridiculousness. The only payment I ask is that perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend, perhaps you subscribe on iTunes, perhaps you rate and comment even, because I know you are so nice that you will do this. I will just preemptively say thank you. One more piece of podcast, non-video game related business is, of course, <laughs> just passed pass my boss again. Funny. It's uh, twice in two weeks now that I've been driving to work and have passed my boss on the road. Interesting. Uh, podcast related business. Yes, the last of it is, of course, today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is the Nintendo Spa. Once again, today's sponsor is the Nintendo Spa. Pop on in for perhaps a Super Mario Super Manicure. Perhaps even a Donkey Kong Banana Bikini Wax. Or even, if you're up for it, a Zelda Water Temple Enema. Enjoy! Blink. Okay, today I have for you a game that started out as a PC game, however has since made its way to the consoles, specifically in my case the PlayStation 3. The game in question is, of course, I only say of course because you probably read the description before you listen to this, I assume, of course is Terraria. Terraria. T-E-R-R-A-R-I-A. Terraria. This is, uh, I'd like to start off by saying, and I knew I would start off by saying this, that this is one of the most addictive games I've ever played, uh, ever. I could not put it down. I had so much fun with it. It is just just now, after sort of four solid weeks of playing it and getting up early and not being able to sleep with excitement for playing it the next day, I'm not joking. 
Uh, I'm just now starting to sort of fade on it a little bit because I've, I've inundated myself with it to such a high degree that I'm kind of thinking of moving on to another game this coming long weekend. Uh, in fact, I'm going to, which is why I decided to bring it back to the old liberal cube today and get it uh, get it out of my system, if you will. Uh, this game, I have never played, uh, just preface this, I've never played Minecraft. However, I have heard and sort of surmised along the way that this is sort of, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, kind of a 2D version of Minecraft. Sort of, kind of. But underline those two words. Uh, which makes me think that maybe I would like Minecraft. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd probably, for Minecraft, wait for it to be available, if it ever is, I assume it will be one day, on the PlayStation. Maybe I'll check it out then. We will see, uh, because I had so much fun with this one. It is... Jeez. Digging. <laughs> it sounds... You know what? It real life, digging is probably one of my most hated things ever. Uh, I got a not great back, as uh, evidence in some podcasts where I threw it out and was complaining about it very, very briefly. However, what makes it hurt more than anything is shoveling and digging. So the fact that in a video game, I am digging copious amounts of stuffs uh, and enjoying it very, very much so is odd. Oddness, you could go as far to say. So uh, you start off the game, as you do most games, picking, uh, creating a character. I should mention that this game, the the graphics, it's it's not about the graphics, it's sort of a uh, pixelated feel to it, almost a, it's, a lot of, a lot of it is beautiful to look at, despite the fact that the entire screen is just made up of different colored and typed blocks, basically, uh, including your character, which is just sort of a pixelated blob, almost, so the character creation uh, is there, although it doesn't really do much of anything. Then you go on to create a world. Uh, you have the choice of small, medium, and large as far as worlds. I made the mistake, and if you're listening to this, don't make this mistake, of right off the bat going, yeah, I'm choosing large, man, large and in charge. Go big or go home. However, uh, it was too big. Even the smallest of worlds you can create is friggin' just unbelievably huge. It, uh, it generates these worlds sort of randomly, so you'll never get the same one, which makes for uh, some great replayability, I assume. Uh, to try to put into sort of scope the size of this world, I don't know if I can. Um, if you were to start at one edge of your map and travel... Uh, to the other just on the surface, because uh, a vast majority of this game takes place underground where you're digging. However, if you were to travel on the surface, it would take, I don't know, 10 minutes? Uh, I'm just kind of guessing. But uh, it's, it's definitely the scope of these worlds that are created uh, fast. First thing you want to do when you start this game, and, and this is sort of another kind of a Minecraft connection, I think, is uh, you want to build yourself a home, because when night falls, shit, it's going to go down. Uh, specifically, um, monsters are going to come out and try to kill you. Uh, in your first night, if you do not have a home, you're going to be in trouble. 
because uh, zombies and sort of flying eyeballs will come and uh, try to kill you. And uh, when you start off in this game, you are pretty weak. Uh, you can gain both mana, which you can use to, which you use for any spells you might have, and more importantly, you can gain hearts. Why is uh, life always done in hearts in video games? Weird. Anyways, it's sort of Zelda asking that you. You collect hearts, which gives you more life power, yada yada. Uh, I started off the game with uh, the intention and then success of trying to collect enough gold to uh, create a full set of armor made of gold. So that was my first goal. It took a little while because, as you can imagine, when you are digging and digging and digging, uh, a lot of what you are digging is just sort of... Uh, stone or mud or dirt. There's so many different kinds of things you can dig. It's sort of mind-boggling things you can make. Uh, so I was on the search for gold. Eventually I did uh, accomplish that task and it was sort of super addictive just to search around for gold while digging. The next thing I did was uh, I wanted to build upwards because I knew that uh, within the sky there were, because uh, I read some of the, the wikis just about, like, uh, what's involved with this game, basically, and I knew that within the sky there would be floating islands, so I headed up there and made a search for those, found those. Those were tough to get to because they were surrounded by flying harpies, and those things were a pain in the ass when you were still as weak a uh, character as I was. Then for sort of ease of travel, I created sky bridges, as they call them. Because basically, if you're traveling over land, it's all kind of bumpy and mountainous, and you can't get your, your run on. However, if you create bridges uh, from one end to the other of the world, you can kind of run from point A to point B. Sort of uh, almost kind of like their version of fast travel, when you think about it. The first boss that I faced, as there are several, was uh, called the Eye of Cthulhu. So I like that. It was it was pretty tough because still at this point I'm pretty weak. Uh, I did eventually beat him. It's basically just a giant flying eyeball that shot out little flying eyeballs. So pretty cool. Uh, despite the the not high powered graphics, a lot of the bad guys, uh, especially bosses, look pretty cool. Uh, one of your main goals in this, too, is to get, uh, you can kind of call them followers. I think that is what they call them. Right. Anyways, the, the way you do that is build houses, and then people will come to live in your houses. For example, uh, one of the first people that comes once you build a sufficiently large enough house is a merchant. So from that point on, you have a merchant sort of at your disposal that you can sell your shit to, uh, and then amass gold, gold coins, which you can then use to buy things. Buy things. One thing I thought was kind of strange is that you mine gold, and you can turn gold into armor, you can turn it into weapons. What you can't turn gold into, for some strange reason, is gold coins. Like, why couldn't I just go mine gold, and then sort of mint it into my own coins, and then be goddamn rich? But no, they won't let you do that. Uh, the next boss that I beat was the Eater of Worlds. He was basically sort of a, a sandworm, yeah. Giant worm creature made up of many little creatures, so as you beat it, 
say I cut it in half, then the two halves would become their own separate worm. So uh, that one was, it sounds harder, but that one was actually e easier than the, uh, the Eye of Cthulhu. Uh, and then last, uh, yeah, the last, yeah, the last boss that I beat was called Skeletron. Skeletron, lovely. He was guarding a dungeon. There is one randomly created dungeon in this world, and he was guarding that, so you had to beat him before you uh, got in. Now, at this point, I should mention, uh, I was playing in the large world, <laughs> so to get to get around took me friggin' forever, and I kind of realized that I was sort of going to have a difficult time continuing on, so what I did was basically started from scratch on a small world. So, learn from my mistake. Another mistake I made was, <laughs> I don't know why I did this, but it was kind of fun to do it nonetheless. Uh, at the edge of each world you create, at each edge, I should say, will be like an ocean. So what I did was dug from underneath the ocean all the way down to the bottom of the map. Uh, I should mention at the bottom of each map is sort of uh, a hell layer, so it's filled with lava and demons and shit like that. It gets tough down there, I will warn you right off the bat. Don't go down there unless you are prepared, definitely. So I dug a tunnel from underneath the ocean all the way to hell, and then sort of let loose the entire ocean into hell. It didn't, unfortunately, really do anything, because I guess once the water reaches hell, it sort of evaporates kind of quickly. So uh, the end result was not as fun as doing it. <laughs> and then I realized that because I did that, I could no longer go in the ocean and kill sharks, because sometimes you would need shark fins to create certain materials. So I kind of fucked myself there, and then said, okay, well, let's start again from scratch. Uh, the one sort of good thing, though, is that your character that you create and all the items he has on his possession and all the sort of leveling up you have done with him carries on to any worlds you take him to. So, although I was sort of starting afresh, um, a lot, in fact, probably most of the hard work I had already accomplished uh, was already done. I didn't have to redo it, so it wasn't as bad as it sounds. Uh, the whole goal of this game is sort of... Well, it is actually sort of nebulous, but uh, I, I guess sort of the main goal is leveling up your equipment so you can then take on harder and harder challenges. I got to the point where I had, uh, what was it called, Hellfire equipment? I, I got to the point where I had the best, strongest, basically, armor that you could have in the game. I had rocket boots that could let me fly. I had all sorts of really powerful weapons. Uh, and then I decided to try my hand at beating the sort of perhaps not final boss of the game, but uh, a boss in the game that would then change the entire landscape of my world. He is called the Wall of Flesh. So you have to go down to hell and battle this, basically, Wall of Flesh. Uh, I tried it three or four times with no success. Once you beat this guy, the whole world sort of changes on you. There is a corruption that spreads throughout. Uh, you are able to find much more powerful, I guess, weapons, items, ores to create. And by ores, I mean, like, mithril and 
adamantium and shit like that. They will sort of appear in the world after you beat this boss. However, uh, it's very, very tough. <laughs> and I'm kind of at the point where I was... I don't want to say I'm getting sick of it, this game, because I'm definitely not. But uh, I've played it for like four weeks in a row, just sort of nonstop. So I'm kind of feeling that drive to move on, which is what I'm going to do. So maybe at some point I will revisit and try to beat this wall of flesh. So far what I've done is gone down to hell and created one of those sky bridges. Because uh, I figured that would make it easier as far as... Because he follows you from one edge of the screen to the other. And it's just unstoppable. So I figured if I didn't have to deal with like the lava and shit like that, all the terrain of hell, it would be a lot easier. Just run on, running on a flat surface, basically. Uh, still, it was tough. <laughs> I, I just couldn't do it. I don't know. Uh, I, I shot 1,000 bullets at him. Literally 1,000 bullets emptied my gun, my shark gun. Half gun, half shark. Uh, and nothing happened. So, with that non-death of the wall of flesh, I will end this podcast uh-huh, on a note. Not sure what kind of note, but a note nonetheless. Folks, thank you. You are the best. And even, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper